this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. everyone and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and I'm so glad and excited for each one of you to be with me today on this amazing, beautiful day. I tell you, I'm so excited to be able to present, you know, uh, Thoughts Become Things um, to you guys weekly because, you know, we believe that there's a lot of great gold nuggets out there, a lot of good treasure, a lot of good, you know, scriptures, a lot of good principles that we can all be able to hear and sort of absorb in our lives and begin to live those things out. And one of the main things we have to begin to really look at our lives is exactly, you know, what are we doing here? You know, how do we use our lives? And I want you to think about that today in this podcast of how do I use my life? How do I use my life? So let's go and get started today because I'm excited about this. So when we deal with law of attraction, we're dealing with the fact of, um, you know, thoughts becoming things and as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you've heard these things biblically. You've begun to experience these yourself. And sometimes people wonder, you know, are these magic pills or these things that just sort of, you know, voodoo is, are these outside of Christianity? Absolutely not. It's actually more biblical than anything because it opens up the door to impossible, to impossibilities to becoming possibilities. It opens up the door for us to begin to really enjoy our lives uh, and, and have a say-so into our lives. And that's the greatest thing about who, how we uh, are as human beings is we have the opportunity to begin to have a say-so in our lives and not just what will be will be, no matter what I think or what I do, you know. We have the possibilities of remembering who we are in God, remembering we have the mind of Christ, remembering we're here on this planet to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means my job, my role is to begin to bring forth the kingdom of God through my lifestyle on this planet. And that's the key thing is bringing it through your life, bringing it through your mind, bringing it through your heart, bringing, and bringing it through the style in which you live in this on this world. And when you begin to understand that, you begin to realize that you do have a say-so. And, and sometimes people ask me, do you think we'll give an account to God, you know, one day when we die absolutely we will but it's not going to be something of bad it won't be you know horrible god's not going to look at you and point out all the all the horrible things you didn't you know you didn't do or did do no he's going to look at you and say basically what did you do with your life i've given you how did you initiate the kingdom of god how did you bring glory to me through the life in which you lived and and all of that is a part of how we think how how we begin to bring forth our action and our energy and our lives to begin to do things and so i want to ask you this question today you know and that is, how do you live the life you have? How are you living your life? Because when you think of law of attraction, I want to give you guys some, some good examples of how to begin to realize that you can attract into your life the things God wants you to. There's a great scripture that I really love that I sometimes overlook, but yet it's a very powerful scripture. And it basically is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. And it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. One other version says one of the same things, which says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will, all, uh, will be also. When you think about the fact of treasure and heart, 
Think about the magnetism of what this verse is saying to you in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. It says, where your treasure is, there is where your heart's going to be. Now, if we could flip that around, it says the exact same thing. Where my heart is, is where my treasure's going to be. And what these means is this, they're synonymous with each other, which means wherever I put my heart, which means wherever I put my passion, wherever I put my desire, whatever I really desire and want more than anything in my life, that's where my treasure's going to be. And the reason why is because it's where you, it's where that highest vibration, where the highest frequency is in your life, it basically is saying this, is where your highest passion and desire is, that's where you make your money from. That's really an easy way to look at it, is it not? Because treasure is something that has gold and silver in it. You know, people think about the treasure, you know, hunts of pirates back in the day, you know, and, and how pirates would, you know, steal the treasures and then bury them in the sand. And our job was to go and, you know, try to figure out where that treasure is from this pirate over here, you know, and uh, from from long ago because we believe that in that treasure chest is what all the gold and you, th and you have this in, in, in this envision if you can envision with me this vision of seeing all these gold coins and gold necklaces and gold rings and and gauntlets that are pure gold and and you can begin to think that way right because you you grew up thinking that within your you know your fairy tale world or maybe in between all the Disney movies we ever watched and if you think about it all that might not be so true in the natural but it's extremely true in the spirit realm because what God is saying is where your heart is that's where your abundance is going to be. That's where your gold coins are going to be. Where your heart is is where all the gold rings are going to be. You know, where your heart is is where all the gold gauntlets are going to be. What is that saying? What it's saying is if you would go after your desire, if you would go after the very thing that you desire the most, that's where your profit is going to be. That's where you're profiting that's where your productivity is going to be. Now, many people might say, well, you know, it sounds great and wonderful, but, you know, I wanted to be a singer, or I wanted to be an actor, or I wanted to be this or this. Look at so many people. Have you ever read the stories of famous people, of people who wanted to be actors, and yet they would sleep in the car? You know, they would tell you stories such as, you know, I slept in my car for, for weeks, you know, I ate crackers for dinner and lunch and, and, you know, and breakfast and didn't, you know, didn't have any money, but I, you know, I, I got myself through, not even having places to live, and yet people would begin to find themselves thinking, you know, it's where I am in my life, you know, because I, I hunger and I and a desire and I believe I'm called to be an actor or a singer. And yet they will sacrifice everything, drive to California, sacrifice everything to even sleep in the car for, for weeks or months because they believe that any audition I get, I know my heart is wanting to be an actor, an actress or a singer. And so that's what's going to happen to me. And so people do that. And guess what? They tur it turns out to be that way for them. And they become what they what it is that they desire the most because they know that if that's where their passion is, that's their highest vibration within their heart, that means that that's the desire that God's placed in them to be. And what happens is they're still trying to become. And so in the process of that, they make sacrifice after sacrifice to, to deny everything because they're waiting on that moment when they're going to get the phone call to, begin, to become the actor and actress or the singer that they're looking for or, or to give them a break, so to say. And so that passion is still alive and well. And, when, and guess what? They might take months or sometimes even years, but they become that very thing they're looking to be because they know that they're in the process of becoming and they know in their heart that they already are that actor or the actress or the singer, right? How many stories have you ever heard of people where they say, man, that person there acts like they're famous. They think they're famous. And you know what they're doing? They're acting out the part. They're acting out the role that is in their heart. They've already allowed their mind and their body to to feel what it is that they feel and to, and to 
and be what it is they want to be and to sense what they're sensing. And that's why some people you will read about people who want to become rich and what they'll do, they'll, they'll look, try to look the part. They'll try to look the part of being rich. And what happens is all these people begin to come to them and say, wow, you know what, you must have money. I remember back in the day when my parents and I, you know, my, and my siblings, we would, you know, go to church, we'd go out and, you know, do stuff. My mother and dad loved to dress up. They loved to dress up. And when they dressed up, you know, they, they wore their finest. And it might not have been, you know, fancy Gucci or, or, or you know, a Prada or whatever. It might not have been a lot of money, but they knew how to begin to just dress that way. And it wasn't even the fact that, that my parents wanted to be rich or anything. You know, we did good growing up, you know, you know, and we got along great. The idea that with that, though, is they, they were raised with with integrity. They were raised with people who wanted to be, bring themselves to a place wherever they presented themselves. They wanted to dress that part because they saw that integrity. They wanted to be you know, um, a good couple that represented things. And yet it wasn't in their heart to become rich. It wasn't in their heart to become famous at all. It's just the, uh, the idea of dressing the part because that's how they were raised is look good. Look good in public. Don't look like a slob. You know, don't have you know, your, your shorts so short that you know, God knows what they could see, right? That you know, they didn't, my mother never ever went out in a huge overdress t-shirt, you know, pardon me for saying this, but she always wore a bra. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you get people nowadays who just will look tacky and bums and, and go out of the house like that. And that's not the image that my mother and father ever wanted to appear. My mother always dressed up. She always looked good for herself. You know, I never remember seeing my mother, you know, wearing very, very short shorts and a halter top. She never, that was not her. She always wanted to present herself as a lady. And my dad wanted to be the gentleman. You know, my dad never really wore shorts in public. He just, it wasn't the fact he was against him by far. He just felt like, you know what, I always want to look good. And my dad always wore khakis. You know, everywhere he goes, he wore khakis, you know, or or maybe a button-down shirt. That's just who they were. But my point being with that is so many people looked at our family and said, wow, you know, they must have some money. And it wasn't the fact that we had money. Yes, we did okay. But it wasn't the fact we had money. It was the fact that my parents just wanted to, to dress the part of how they saw their value inside of them. And if you think about it, those types of feelings and, and attractions of, of, of feeling that you are the person that wants to be able to, pre, to present themselves good in public and yet people will see that about you and they'll already get the image that you're of something that you're, you are now and not really becoming. And so a lot of people, they find themselves saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I just have this wishful thinking and one day, someday it might happen. But yet they never target it. They never let their desire begin to, you know, to take the best of them. In other words, they never lived it out. They never cared about how they looked or how they dressed or where they went. They just thought maybe one day God's just going to make me this. And I hear so many people nowadays praying and they're always praying, Oh Lord, you know, bring me a husband. Oh Lord, bring me a wife. Oh God, you know, give me a good job. You know, Oh Lord, you know, I, I believe you told me I'm going to be rich. And, and yet they, so they beg God and beg God and beg God and it never happens for them. And then they get disappointed. Then they feel like, what have they done wrong? What if God, you know, God's let them down or maybe they miss God. The truth is whatever God has put in your heart, you have to dress the part. You have to look the part. Spiritually, soulishly, you have to act the part. You know, let's let's be real about 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 things. If people don't want to improve their English to do things, then don't expect to be in you know in let's say famous. Don't expect to be in public in the public arena if you're not willing to make the sacrifice to love yourself enough to want to present yourself better with your with your language, with how you talk, how you walk, how you look. And it's not all about materialism at all. It's not about just always that outside because man looks on the outside and God looks on the heart. The Bible says. But the idea is when God 
looks on the heart. He wants to know if that desire in the heart is if, if it's actually truly willing to make a sacrifice. Do what it takes to make that desire happen. And so God will watch your heart. That's why the Bible says that, that God looks on the inside of man, the heart of man. Because he wants to know how are you presenting yourself on the outside by what you see yourself being on the inside that I'm looking at. And so when God sees us the inside of us, he's he, He's wanting to see the, the overflow. Because think about it, life is in the kingdom of God is nothing more than an overflow. And what it is that the overflow is, is how are you presenting yourself? Because what, what you truly believe in your heart, you will make sure your entire environment will match that to your heart. I know because I've been there. I know because it's happened to me. And I'm thrilled to know that I'm one of those people who always wanted to be that person. And I became that person. Because I knew in my heart that something in my spirit bled so much of passion and desire that I wanted to bring presentation to myself. I wanted to present myself looking good in public. I want to be able to, you know, uh, to look the part that, that, and, uh, that I'm trying to accomplish in my life. To be a great man, to be a good minister, to be a good representation of what a man of God should be, but also to present themselves as someone who wasn't poor, wasn't destitute, wasn't poverty-stricken, nor had a poverty mentality or poverty mindset at that. I want to always present myself never to be the person. And, and let me give you guys give you guys, give you guys a great example. There are times that people have come into my home, or maybe I've heard them going to other homes, other people's homes, and when I, where I'd be present. Maybe my friends would have a beautiful home, and people would go in there, and or my house, and they would say things such as, "Wow, must be must be nice to be you. I wish I had a nice home like that." You know, and and people don't realize that that comes from not a place of just being tacky. It comes from a place of being poverty. It's not a joke. You make the other person feel uncomfortable. Why? Because you're being tacky because you're speaking from a poverty mindset of almost like like me versus you. You don't want to do that. You want to present yourself to the part to say, wow, what a beautiful home. I'm really liking this. And you want to be able to play the role as if you are that equal because you are the equal in the God, in God's eyes. No matter where you go on this planet or who you're with, you are that equal. But yet you've got to see yourself as being the equal. If you don't see yourself as being the equal and you always see yourself as being the outcast, the outsider, the black sheep of the family, uh, you know, never having a chance in life, never having opportunity opportunities you know come upon you then if you see that way you're going to act that way so you have to think about the fact of what it is you want to become that, that is your passion. If it is owning a business, if, if it's working your way up in you know the corporate ladder in, in corporate America, if it is you know um, being the best manager, being the best janitor, being the best mother, being the best teacher, whatever it is in your life that you're wanting to be, you've got to be able to play that role. You've got to begin to act, act it out because your heart is overflowing. God's Word talks about good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing or, or running over. And your other places of the uh, you know in the bible where it talks about the overflow of god overflowing with joy because why god knows that whatever is in something if it's God, it has to overflow. And, and if something is in you of a great desire and a great passion that you know God has called you to do or to be, no matter what it is, no matter what status it holds, you know, you have to begin to play that part out. Now, there's a word I like to use, and, and it's called manipulation, because most people look at the word manipulation as a very bad word, like, oh, they they've been trying to manipulate me. Oh, don't you be manipulating me, brother. You know, and they, and, or she was manipulated. And, and we hear that because it's a 
wrong, we'll say a negative connotation to all that. But the truth is, folks, what happens when your heart is so convinced that you know you have a passion, a desire that you know is going to come real, is going to be real for you? What do you do? You, you manipulate your mind. You manipulate the outside of you. What does that mean? All it means is you are convincing your mind that what you believe is real and true. That's what it, that's all that means. That it, when, when you manipulate somebody, you know, which is not right to do, but when you manipulate somebody, it means you're trying to get them to believe what you believe. You're trying to pull them over to see what you see. And so you'll say, you'll say cunning things and crafty things and under, you know, undermining things to be able to sort of bring them to that place of, of, of believing, you know, what you, what you see is real. Well, think about that in the spirit realm in a positive way. Because when it talks about renewing the mind, all that's doing is you're convincing your mind to believe what you want it to believe. If you're trying to get out of pornography, what do you do? You manipulate the mind. You renew the mind by, by convincing the mind that this is not real, that this over here is what's really real in God's Word. What, what, it is, what do you do when you're trying to you know, renew your mind and, and think good things? What do you do? You instantly shift your mind and you start focusing on things. And No wonder why the Bible says to think upon things that are praiseworthy, honorable, and good, of, good report. Because it's trying to get you the place to see what it is that you believe now. And so you manipulate the mind, you manipulate the body, you manipulate your, your life, you know, your outward side of you. Why? Because you're trying to convince it that this is what's real. So you bring forth that strong convincing act. So that's a part of you that, have to, that you have to remember. If you want to play the part, you have to manipulate your mind to believe what your heart is truly saying. Because if that treasure in your earthen vessel is there in your heart, and, and, you, and you want to be able to, to bring out that treasure, then you're going to have to begin to play the part. Dress the part, look the part, sound the part, act the part, talk the part, think the part. Because if you don't, you're never going to attract what God wants you to truly have from His perfect will. Because if you don't do those things, then it's never going to happen for you. Because because to God, when He sees the inside of your heart, He's going to say, "Well, does does everything in your lifestyle match what it is your heart is wanting to say? If it's not, they can't come to it can't come to pass. And it's not God holding it back from you. He's God's not looking at you saying, "Well, no, I'm going to hold it back from you." Because no good thing will He withhold from those that walk uprightly. What it, what He's saying is. If I see your heart, which I look at, if I see your heart being passionate and I see your heart with your desires you know, embedded in it, then what's going to happen also is I'm going to also begin to see what's all around you because men are, men are going to see what's all around you and they're going to look at that and whatever it is they see, they're going to, they're going to believe that that's what you are and they're going to continue to reinforce what that, that they see about you. And so good or bad. And so people will see you a certain way because you're presenting yourself a certain way. Way, right? And if you present yourself a certain way and people see that part of you, what, what's going to happen is all they're doing is reinforcing what they believe is real for you because, because of what you're bringing forth. How, how do you think your heart's going to feel? What's going to happen? It's going to damper your heart, damper your mind, and you're going to have to fight even two times hard, you know, twice as hard. And so you want to begin to look and dress and act and, and, and make your presentation to the universe, to the world, to creation, to people. That in which you know is truly real for you inside of you and you bring it outwardly. Because if you don't, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think people can see? If the Bible says that people, uh, that man looks on the outside, then all men can do, because men can't read your hearts. Men can't come to you and say, oh, you know what? I love what you're thinking. They don't know what you're thinking. You have to begin to, to, to share with them what you're thinking and what's in your heart by being it. 
whatever that is required of you, you got to be it until that day comes that finally everything that you that you're being is a tr- is going to attract that same part of your beingness. So it's once again we could say get into the same vibration of what it is you want to be to attract what it is you want to you want to have. That's reality. That's truth. That's God's word. That's God's kingdom, because God's universal kingdom laws and principles reigns upon the just and the unjust, and they work for anybody. So it doesn't mean somebody has more faith. It doesn't mean somebody's better than you. It means that they put themselves out there to be that part, to dress, talk, walk, and be that part. And that's what you have to do. You have to begin to be what it is you know you're trying to become. Because your becoming will never be until you learn to be. Once you learn to be, then your becoming stages will automatically pull it in faster because it has to equal the very thing that you are, that you, in other words, what you're being. Are you with me? And so you can only attract the very thing that you're being at that moment. And so if you're trying to become what it is that you know you're being at that moment, then it's going to happen and accelerate so much quicker for you. That's the kingdom of God. So I wanted to give you guys all this today because my newest book this month for um, November is Co-Creators. I love this book, Co-Creators, about creating your day. And it actually is accompanied by it with a study guide. And I really want to highly encourage you guys to go to my website, identitynetwork.net, and download or order the paperback books because it comes as a combo. You get the book and the study guide together. And we've got a good special deal on them as far as on the website to where it saves you a little bit of money. But I would say download those today or order the books, co-creators. And when you put when you go to the website, identitynetwork.net, it should be on the homepage. But if not, just put in co-creators, co-creators. Just make sure you put the dash in and it'll pull it up for you. But these these book, this book and the study guide will help you uh, to be able to, to, to know what it is that you're attracting and to get in that perfect will of what God's prophesied to you and said, this is who you're going to be. This is what you're going to do in your life. Don't sit back and say, well, you know, it'll happen. God said it'll happen. It's not going to happen just because God said it. There's many times in the scriptures where God said things that didn't happen. It doesn't mean God's a liar or a false prophet. No, it means man mankind did not align with what God said that they could become to give them a better life. And so you have to begin to align with that. So what you know God has put a desire in your heart about and what he's prophesied to you about, you have to be that. And when you learn to be that then, then what basically what you're saying is you you truly, if you think about it, you convince or you manipulate your sphere of influence to, to measure up to what it is that you have become or you are trying to become in your life. And that's how you pull it in your life faster. You can't expect to be royalty if you're dressing like a bum. You can't expect to attract riches when you don't know how to talk to rich people. You can't expect to become an actor if you're shy and nervous and, and, and can't stand before people, right? You can't expect, you know, well, God told me I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, you know what? God can say a lot of things to you and mean it because that's his will for you, whatever it is he tells you to do. But it doesn't mean you're going to become it if you do, if you ha- if you have a, a fear of money if you fear if you feel that oh if I have a lot of money I'd blow it well there's your answer right there so what do you do you sabotage your life you're never going to get it never going to happen to you and God will always start you off on something small you know whether it's something spiritual have a good heart learn to love people you know that's that's where our wealth and value really is anyway is in our love and grace towards people so think about that because if he, if God says you're going to become a lovable person or that people want to love on you, you become what it is that you want people to give back to you. 
You become the love. You give people the grace that deserve the grace if you want grace to come to you. You can't expect people one day to give you grace if you haven't become that grace. So be what it is that you want to become, body, soul, and spirit, and align with God, and it'll happen for you. So, hey, guys, and thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. It means a lot to me, and I'm always trying to, you know, pull these stories and testimonies of people emailing the ministry saying, oh, my gosh, this ministered to me. I so appreciate you guys responding on that level and letting me know because I want to be a blessing to each one of you. And so so email us every once in a while. Let us know what, the, what is uh, blessing, what's blessing you about it. And also let us know exactly what you'd love for me to talk about. Hey, who knows? I might one day just actually take that request, and I might be the one that's actually um, talking about your subject. So I'll close with this. First of all, go to the website, download the book, Co-Creators and the Study Guide today. Second of all, if you don't like your day, change your attitude, change how you're perceiving life, change how you see your day and your day will change and it'll bow down to the thoughts that you want it to be that's buried deep in your heart. Have a blessed day. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.